Welcome to Time for Naf. This is Rabbi Fine here. We are starting to say for Malachim. Malachim records the journeys, the experiences, the reigns, and we'll see with some kings, the empires of various different kings. Uh, we've got Malchai Yisrael, we've got Malchai Yehuda. We'll see the kingdom splits. You've got the Yehuda part of the kingdom. Um, and then you've got the Yisrael part of the kingdom. And this is a split that continues until the base Hamikdash is destroyed. We have the kings of Yisrael, generally speaking, generally speaking, faring much worse spiritually. They get kicked out first. And Malchai Yehuda are faring generally a little bit better. And, and uh, they remain more or less until the very end. Uh, who wrote Sefer Malachim? Yirmiya, the Gemara and Master says that Yirmiya Hanavi, the prophet, wrote Sefer Malachim. Um, the Sefer called Nechman Lamara, the Nach produced by Sefer Nechman Lamara, its introduction, um, he would like, they would like to connect the tribes of Israel with Yosef. Yeravam was from Yosef, the first king of Israel, And the tribes of Yehuda are, of course, from Yehuda. <laughs> they're, they're, the Davidic dynasty, although through Yehuda. Um, he says that Yosef is epitomized by regesh, by emotion. Uh, Yeravam, the kings of Israel, were epitomized by emotion. They often succumbed to their external surroundings, whereas Yehuda is epitomized by Seichel. Seichel, thinking, clarity of thought. This is the difference between the kings of Yisrael and kings of Yehuda, and there are differences, and those differences are also halachic as well in terms of their standing, in terms of the criteria to be king, the Rambam talks about. But one of the main differences, he says, is that regesh, emotion versus seichel. We talk about Shlomo HaMelech, we'll learn about his seichel, his tremendous clarity of thought, his tremendous ability to dissect the situation, and he was admired for his wisdom, his seichel. The lesson is that, of course, emotion is very important. And emotion is one of the ways we make decisions. But it has to be tied down with seichel, with clarity of thought, with analysis, and with rational thought as well. After all, the kings of Yehuda fed better than the kings of Israel because they were tied down with seichel. Now, it could be, we should add, that the Beis Hamikdash, of course, was in the portion of Yehuda. And therefore, naturally, they had a greater exposure to things which were above and beyond, to divine seichel, so to speak. But nevertheless, the lesson is a lesson in and of itself, irrespective of the causes uh, as to why each king tended towards their particular pole. Perak Aleph of Sefer Malachim. Uh, this you'll remember, perhaps, from the Haftarah of Chayisara. This is the end of David HaMelech's reign. He's 70 years old. The psychim say he felt cold. He wasn't worn by his clothes. The, the Rashi writes, by the way, this could have been a punishment for cutting off Shaul's cloak, even though, remember, he could have killed Shaul. He was, he was in his right to kill Shaul, who was pursuing him. But nevertheless, people are punished for their level. David Amalek's level was tremendously high. This, on his level, was, in level of, was an element of disrespect for the Malchus, and therefore he was punished. Or, says Rashi, uh, he was cold from fear. He, had, he was uh, frightened. He saw a vision of a malach brandishing a sword ready to destroy Yerushalayim. Uh, his servants, his advisors say, uh, employ a female attendant, Avishag, to make the king warm. And that's, that's what happened. And meanwhile, Adonia, who's the full son of David, starts off another rebellion. 
he wants to be the next king. Uh, he receives the backing of Yav and Abiyasar um, because they feared that David or his successor would kill them for what they'd done previously. The Ralbag says that Hashem caused Yav and Abiyasar to join Adonio's rebellion, Adonio's rebe- rebellion so they would receive the punishment indeed that they got for their previous sins. We see how Hashem makes sure that everyone gets what they deserve. Over here, they thought they were making a total free will decision to join Adonia, and they thought that would protect their lives, but Hashem has other ideas. This is the decision that's going to cause them punishment. They're going in the exact opposite direction. Meanwhile, Adonia makes a feast. He invites his supporters, and they're going to proclaim himself as king. But Nasan Hanavi and Bathsheba come to David and inform him what Adonia is going to do. And therefore, David instructs that quickly Tzadok, Nosan, and Benayah should announce that Shlomo Melech, who, by the way, Rashi and the Redak say was only 12 years old at the time, he should be the next king. They publicly anoint Shlomo Melech and Klai Israel celebrate. Adonia's supporters, they scatter, they disperse, they, and, and he fears for his life. So he grabs onto the corners of the Mizbeach and asks, begs to be kept alive. Shlomo Melech agrees that if Adonia remains loyal, then his life indeed would be spared. We're going to see more about this in the second paragraph.